Welcome to the Habits to Goals podcast with Martin Grunberg. Are you ready to achieve goals faster and more consistently than ever before? You need the habit factor. You're listening to Habits to Goals, the podcast that helps you create the habits that lead to success. And here is Martin Grunberg. All right, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals, and this is The Ocho, Season 8. We've made it. (laughs) It's semi-legendary. We're approaching, very quickly, a half a million downloads, which I recognize in some cases is nothing. Uh... But for us, it's fairly significant, and it could not happen without you. So having said that, all you need to know if you're a new listener is, A, listen to the show, then B, subscribe, C, to implement the Habit Factor system, the Habit Factor method for developing habit strength, All you have to do is go to thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. That's right, thehabitfactor.com forward slash templates. And there you can download a free template. With that template comes an instructional video. If you're in the U.S. and you want that immediately, all you have to do is text the word habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, to the number 334 Four, four. You'll get the template sent to you immediately. All right, let's get after it. Season eight is here and it's all, <laughs> it is all due to you. Thank you very much. Let's go. In other words, I had to say, hey, this is a great job because it's allowing me to surf. This is a great job because this guy's a young millionaire. He's making a ton of money. You can learn something from him. And so when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Now, the flip side is it was a two-pronged approach. All righty, here we go. Welcome back. Thank you very, very much for joining me. My name is Martin Grunberg. You have reached Habits to Goals Today we have what I'm hopeful will be a powerful program. Um, Right now it is called I Hate My Job. I Hate My Job. And the background for this is I have a survey out right now. It's gone to a handful of people couple thousand and I'm asking for feedback and and among the feedback I have gotten a couple couple forms and it's only like five questions um so chances are if you're subscribed to the podcast or you found us through the habit factor template, then you know what I'm talking about. At the bottom of my email, I'm saying, give me some feedback. The reason I'm bringing this up is one has stood out recently, and it is from Maria, and she basically has just said, I'd like some input 
slash advice with respect to uh, performance, performance at work, particularly when you do not like your job. And I suggest, or I guess I should say my observation is this is a fairly massive um, topic. And I think it may be universally um, shared, this challenge. So I want to attack it from a few different angles. And it's amazing this came to me probably not, certainly less than 24 hours after I saw a tweet. And the tweet essentially said, never forget a simple change in your perspective can change your life. And I thought, that's that's a fair way to put it. A change in your perspective can change your life. And I'm reminded immediately, Maria, of, and I'm going to assume you're familiar with his work, but if you're not, the late, great Wayne Dyer, who loved to say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And that might sound a little airy-fairy or or lame. <laughs> I'm not sure, but let's kind of walk through it. So rather than giving advice, air quotes, which I think advice is cheap and everybody has it, um, and it's usually worth what you're paying for, it's important to speak from experience. And for the most part, I have had, knock on wood, the good fortune of being a lifetime entrepreneur. Now, having said that, there were some early ventures, and I'm reflecting on one where this job was insane. This guy was a programmer. He lived up in Oceanside. I lived in Cardiff by the sea. And the guy was young entrepreneur. He built this incredible software program. He and his wife ran a company, less than 20 employees. I was maybe, I don't know, 22-ish. Um, <laughs> and while I should have loved the job, uh, it was great pay. I was surfing all the time. There were so many great things going on in my life. I hated the job. I hated sitting in the cube. Um, every problem, every challenge was solved for me. There was no creativity on my end um, because he had the he had the business so dialed in, and he every employee was in a perfect little bubble. Um, so I think if I recall, I was just doing basically help desk, but it was for his unique software and I don't, I don't want to get into the minutia of it. The, the, the generality or generally speaking, it was, it was painful to me <laughs> because there was no creativity for me, um, to solve a problem, even 
the problems were already solved by either his knowledge article or something I could point. Anyways, for me, it was not an ideal fit. And so your question is, how do you love a job or even like a job that you hate? And I think it begins with what we're observing. In other words, what we're putting our time and attention to. So without knowing the specifics, excuse me, of your situation, it's hard to say where you might put your attention to otherwise. So for me, even as young as I was, and I really didn't get it, um, I I was focusing on the fact that I was getting fairly good pay. I was able to surf pretty much every day or any day I wanted. Um, that I was able to learn. And by the way, I had to, I definitely had to tweak my mindset to focus on these things. In other words, I had to say, hey, this is a great job because it's allowing me to surf. This is a great job because this guy's a young millionaire. He's making a ton of money. You can learn something from him. And so when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Now, the flip side is it was a two-pronged approach. I, I... was able to shift somewhat my perception of what I was undergoing, experiencing, and I was also able to stay creative. Um, I was still painting. I was doing consulting on the side. Um, for me, and I know not everybody's like this, so that's why it's important to share the experience. For me, I needed to create... And because I couldn't do it in the the box I was in, both figurative and literal, I had to create outside that box. You know, the job is only, air quotes, eight hours a day. So, and I've talked about this many times, there's the other eight hours. So, so if we have to sleep eight hours... And we have to work eight hours. What are you doing? Not just you, Maria, everybody listening, anybody, (laughs) anybody. What are you doing in the other eight hours? That's where the freedom lies. Like we have to sleep eight hours-ish and we have to work eight hours-ish. What are you doing in the other eight? That is where... Uh, I believe it was Napoleon Hill who said that is where the difference lies in the other eight hours. So if you dislike your job, and and that's a better way to put it from my experience than hate because there's a lot of good. So I would take inventory, um, all the things that the job is affording you. Where can you glean, like, where are the assets? What can you be grateful for? And then, what are you doing in in the other eight hours? How are you creating? How are you pursuing 
your ideal future outside of the confines, which is probably not the best way to put it, of your job. It doesn't have to be an either or. I know I say that all the time, but we sometimes we get into this mindset. So, so what I would humbly suggest is, is find a way to appreciate those things in the job that are affording you the life you have now. And then what can you do in the other time to pursue something more ideal for you? And you can do both. So I think that's it. I'm going to press pause and check the notes, but I think that is it. Maria, hang on. Uh, <laughs> all right. One little anecdote is, and it's worthwhile because what I ultimately ended up doing it was probably a year or two removed, was creating a uh, an IT company. I was approached by future potential partners. And anyways, they had full-time jobs. These guys were 20 years my senior, and they didn't want to leave their full-time jobs. And so uh, we started two companies. So I'm trying to do this as <laughs> – as quickly as possible. But we started two companies. We started the IT consulting company that they wanted to start, and we started a kid's computer camp that I wanted to start. And um, what I was able to glean out of the job I hated years prior was the knowledge of basically – programming, even though I wasn't much of a programmer, I used FileMaker and I created relational databases that would capture the engineer's time. At first, it was only me. I was the only engineer. At a certain point, though, we had we had 20, 20 plus guys entering time, attaching the time to the projects, capturing expenses. That database was built in-house. Today, there's a company that does <laughs> – there are many companies that do that. But back in the day, I was literally building that from scratch and I owe it to that company that I don't want to say I hated, that job. I don't even want to say I hated it. It just wasn't a great fit. So I worked there probably eight months and then I transitioned out. I managed to stay creative. But what I'm getting at here, the reason I share that is there are, and I've said it before, that there are, there is value there. You may not yet appreciate it. You may not even know. I had no idea how useful that was going to be in my future company. It was a tool that allowed us to scale to about, just about $2 million. Um, and it was because all the guys were, and they were just guys, uh, engineers, computer guys running around fixing stuff. They were able to capture their time and expenses. And so I was able to generate invoices. And we were doing that. I was building that as we were using it. Um, and that all came from that job that I didn't like, air quotes. So... 
perhaps a long answer, but um, that is my experience, and there's value in that job you do not like, and you have another eight hours to be creative and to pursue what it is you wish to pursue, to light the path, right, the path, we just did that episode, in your quest, we did that episode, to achieve or to pursue your ideal future. All right, Maria and any <laughs> anyone else still listening, thank you very much. I think we're calling this I Hate My Job and uh, would love your take and thoughts and tips. Again, I know this is a universal phenomenon and it's not every job is the perfect fit forever, but uh, life is highly dynamic and there's my experience tells me there's almost always some great assets and takeaways if your eyes and ears are open. So thank you very much. Thanks for sharing that question. That's a good one, Maria. See ya next week. Bye. Well, I thought I was, <laughs> I thought I was out of here. A quick postscript. I went back to look at precisely the language Maria used and I would be remiss. I, I think I was perhaps projecting. She never said hate. She said, enjoying my work. So the, the question was your biggest current challenge, enjoying my work. And in parentheses, she wrote, which I currently do not. She's talking about enjoying her work. She's not saying she hates her job, even though that's the title. So I want to be fair to her. Uh, she also said somewhere else, thought-provoking articles, would love to see one on how to enjoy the things you don't enjoy. So again, she's, dare I say, being very careful with the words, and she's using the word enjoy. I think the entire... <laughs> I don't want to call it a diatribe. The entire episode is appropriate. I think it entirely fits, but I wanted to be accurate when representing Maria's language. So we're still calling this, I hate my job, but she is not saying what she is saying is how can she enjoy the things that she does not tend to enjoy. Again, I think it's all applicable. I just wanted to be fair relative to the language. Now I am out. Thank you again, Maria. Thank you again for listening. See you next week. Exit number two, out. All right, that is going to wrap up this episode of H2G Habits to Goals. It is an honor and a privilege and a joy, of course, to have you along on the journey and share these ideas and dare I call them insights on occasion with you. Your emails and messages are greatly appreciated, tremendously appreciated. I will just remind you what we tend to do is ask, <laughs> did you rate the show? Did you review it? So we love the messages and uh, ratings and reviews go hand in hand along with, of course, 
sharing the show with others. Finally, maybe not finally, I want to remind you of a couple resources. You can get the Habit Factor uh, free on Audible if it's your first book. If you go to audibletrial.com forward slash habits, two goals, and that is the number two. Secondly, the Kindle version of the book is essentially free at three or four, maybe even five dollars. Um, and don't forget, if you're in the U.S., you can text the word habits, H-A-B-I-T-S, two, three, three, four, four, four. And lastly, there is a free habit tracker in terms of the app, the original habit tracker. It allows you to align habits to your goals, thus habits to goals. Just search the habit factor in either the Google Play Store or the Apple uh, App Store. That is it, my friends. Glad you're along for Season 8. It's going to be, dare I say, the greatest one yet. All right. Thank you very, very much. See ya. Thank you.